Happy. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. How are you? Anyways, uh, we are here doing the daily financial news. It is Sunday, September 12th. Uh, we will be speaking with Laura Morby here in about a half hour and have a surprise guest at nine o'clock. So as always, we are starting off strong just for you. Uh, I've already recorded my goals video for the week. Uh, and as I shared the other day, it was a slow week. Uh, we did lose Monday to Labor Day, which could have been a cause. But yeah, we only closed six deals this week. And if you don't know why that's important, folks, we have this goal of 500 where I'm trying to see if one rental at a time is helping people close 500 rental properties this year. Watch this channel, got the book in the course, whatever it is. If I'm helping and you close a deal, I want to hear about it. And uh, if you give me your address, I'll mail you one of these great things. So here's to next week being better than last week. In addition to that, uh, I do need some help. Uh, we are still averaging 4.7 on Amazon. I've done the math. Looks like if we got five or six five-star reviews today, it would kick us back over and become five stars. I know it's a vanity metric, but it's important to me. So if you like the value that I'm giving here, uh, we're getting almost 2,000 views a day on the daily financial news. So, so hopefully there's five of you that go, okay, today's the day I will write my review. So uh, thank you for that. Uh, so as we talk about the week, uh, the week ahead, it is going to be, we're going to learn about the consumer. We got kind of three, maybe four big numbers about the consumer this week. Kind of what is the economy that we are in together? Uh, we have Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday is going to be a big day because we are going to get CPI, Consumer Price Index. I think it's fair to say that this number is going to be hot. I think the only question is, is it hotter than it's been in decades or are we you know, trending slightly lower. The expectation is for 5.3%. So let's do our normal thing. Let's, let's get some active participation right now. Let me know what you think. If 5.3 is the over-under, are you going to take the over or are you going to take the under? I'll just share with you right now, I'm going to take the over. I believe, and I've shared with you in the past, that I do not believe that rent or rent equivalent has shown up in the data yet. It's got to at some point, right? Food, gas, energy, rent equivalent has got to show up. I believe this is the month. It just can't keep being ignored. Uh, last period, it, was, it went up 1.3% kind of historical averages. And I don't know about you, but rent's up 11, 12, 13%. So... My guess is CPI comes in super hot, maybe five and a half, five point six, and that's going to be a, a gut check. Um, Powell and his team meet next week about uh, potentially talking about tapering. Uh, at some point, I do believe uh, the administration needs to recognize uh, a lot, like Joe Manchin is saying, we got to stop spending. Uh, I believe there's, I don't know, we'll see. It's Tuesday, right? So it's right around the corner. Then we got Thursday. Thursday is another big day because of retail sales. Retail sales is going to be very interesting for a couple of reasons. 
First and foremost, if you don't know, the U.S. economy is driven by consumers, and a lot of that shows up in retail sales, right? We're about 67 68% of the economy. Um, it's going to be interesting. I think it comes in light, but does it come in super light because the consumers are really pulling back? I think so. I think so. I think... Um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. And of course, uh, that is going to lead right into Friday. Friday could be a, could be a wake-up call. We have Friday's consumer sentiment. What are the consumers thinking? And the beauty about retail sales is that's what consumers are doing. Consumer sentiment is kind of that leading indicator. Our, I always talk about it, and I've talked about it for years on this channel. Is the consumer greedy or fearful? Consumer sentiment is the first indication where you see consumer behavior potentially change. And happy wants me to remind you to hit the thumbs up. Also leave some comments. Let's try to get these daily financial news over 2,000 views every day. So comments, thumbs up. Let's get more people watching these. Thanks, happy. So again, Friday consumer sentiment could be a leading indicator for all of us. And then you have the big banks dropping GDP expectations. Not many folks expected Q3 GDP to be the barn burner that Q2 was, but man, they are whacking expectations. This economy is not healthy, and I have said that I fear a recession around the corner next year. For example, Goldman Sachs took Q3 GDP from 5.25 to 3.5. Oxford Economics took it from 6.5 to 2.7. And then Morgan Stanley took it from 6.5 to 2.9. These are not good economic numbers. This is, um, this is kind of where we are. So we will see. And we're going to see a lot more about Congress, what they want to spend. We're going to hear more about the debt ceiling. It's going to be a messy September, I believe. Got some more information about grocery stores. Kroger reported on Friday. I just saw the announcement this weekend. They're basically getting hit from all angles. Uh, they are paying more for transportation. They are paying more for storage. They are paying more for labor. They are seeing increase in shoplifting. And yet Kroger really hasn't raised prices, uh, but they are basically saying they're crying uncle. They are going to have to raise prices pretty substantially uh, across many, many items in the grocery store. And I suspect a lot of grocery stores are the same thing. Everybody does trucking, right? More, more truckage. You got to store stuff, more storage costs. Labor's up. And also theft is likely up at all grocery stores. So again, um, inflation is real. I believe that hits the consumer. I believe what goes on at the grocery store really impacts the consumer, just like the gas pump. I, I talked about the other day, a gas station near me uh, talked about uh, over $5 gas. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, a couple other things I've seen that looks like we are not the only country suffering from this. The UK, the United Kingdom, they are talking about shortage of truck drivers, shortage of cold storage, and they don't have enough people to um, farm their crops or take the crops uh, and get them to the store. So lots of things going on there as well. 
Uh, I did some research again. I'm looking at multifamily. I'm trying to get more balance in the portfolio, just trying to figure out what's going on. It's very interesting to see where multifamily was in April of 20, 2020 versus June 2021. So right before this crisis and right now. And we, we're looking at rent collection by classes. And if you don't know, apartments are class A, class B, and class C. So class A excuse me, is actually performing better today than they did uh, before the crisis. Rent collection was um, short 5.9% in April of 20, and today it is 5.3%, so marginally better. Probably not a lot of you would expect that, but again, the K-shaped economy, you would think the A class is doing well and they are doing great. Class B, not so hot was 6% uh, before the crisis, now 8.9. That's about a 50% worse performance. And then you have Class C. These are the folks that probably had those fast food jobs, probably had that retail jobs, probably near minimum wage. It was 8% before the crisis, now 12.4%, so over a 50% move. So that's kind of where we are and kind of what you would expect. And again, Jonathan Twomley and I talk multifamily every Thursday. And these number, these are the kind of numbers he's been sharing with you. And then if you know, I have a 50-year spreadsheet. We've talked about housing. We've talked about uh, property values doubling in the 70s uh, with income going up 86%. But I wanted to know about rent. What happened to rent? So it's very hard to find median rent data for the years, but I did find them for 1970, 80, 90, 2000. So I don't know if you know this, but it, these numbers seem kind of odd, but I'm looking for percentages. So the median, median rent in 1970 was $108, $108. Uh, in 1980, it was $243. The reason that is important, folks, because I've been telling you I believe we are in the 70s. I believe we will have higher rates in a decade than now. Uh, we saw in the 70s that property values went up because, again, inflation, right, raises the property value of hard assets. But now we know rent. Rent went up 125%. I will say that again. And the 50-year data is in my courses. Um, housing prices went up 108%. Incomes went up 83%, but rent went up 125%. And don't forget, rates went up 300 basis points. What does this mean? It means buy uh, rental properties with fixed rate debt now and then hold on and enjoy appreciation and enjoy an increase in cash flow. Just because I have the data, I will give it to you. 1990, the average rent was 447. 2000 was 602. 2010, 810, and 2020 was 11.04. Again, rents went up 125% in 80, 1980, 83% by 1990, 35% in 2000, 35% again in 2010, and in 2020, they went up 36%. Uh, in short, rent has gone up 8.6% a year since 1980. What am I telling you? The administration is telling us we should buy hard assets, fixed rate debt, and hold on and enjoy the decade. If you want to beat inflation, buy hard assets with 30-year fixed rate debt. Make sure they cash flow today 
and then enjoy the appreciation going forward. And then lastly, uh, you liked my video the other day about David Lichtenstein where he bought an $89,000 duplex. So I looked up another billionaire who started, uh, he actually started in 1972. His name is Stephen Ross. Stephen Ross is worth $7.2 billion and he owns the Miami Dolphins. Cool. Good for him. But did you know he was fired in 1972 from his security position and he went to real estate with a loan from his mom. He got a loan from mom for 10 grand and lo and behold, that $10,000 loan from mom after being fired has now made him a billionaire. Folks, again, as David Lichtenstein told us yesterday when his wife was pregnant at 19, you don't have to be smart in real estate. You just got to do the work. We've talked about recycling capital a lot. Started with the lumberjack. Then I did it. Then uh, Todd Baldwin did it. Again, you got to get in the game. You got to do the work. Learn average, then do good or great deals. It is that simple. And today, the playbook for the next decade is simple. You're going to have the cheapest debt possible earlier in the decade. If it cash flows today, you'll see increased cash flows in the future. Property values went up 100% in, in 1970, and rent went up 125%. Seems pretty simple to me. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to buy every house I can that cash flows today, and I'm just going to hold on and let inflation happen. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Bye.